You're listening to Brand to Brand, the marketing show. With your hosts, Thomas Sterling. This is the future. This is where everything goes. And Veronica St. Cyr. Why the hell would anybody buy this? An unfiltered conversation on brand strategy. And it worked like crazy. Marketing trends. I think they're in again. And emerging technology. There's going to be big impacts here. You're excited. I'm pumped. (laughs) All right, let's kick things off. <laughs> Last time we were here, we talked about AI tools like ChatGPT and MidJourney, tools that are changing the game. But there is so much development in this space. And so we had to run it back. This is our second episode about AI. We're going to be talking about two juggernaut brands and a whole bunch of other brands that are really exploding in this space. What are your thoughts, V? Well, expanding on the last episode, there is a very clear and huge chasm between people who are fired up about AI, clearly you, we heard your woo in the beginning, uh, and others who are not. It's super easy to judge what you don't understand. I used to. I'm currently reformed. Um, I'm an AI fan now. I love that. You surprised? I love Um, that. However, at the rate that we're seeing AI startups launch and take off and grow, and subsequently the rate of dollars invested in AI, it's very clear that Pandora's box is open, Mm. and now we have to deal with that. This is not going anywhere. (laughs) And speaking of Pandora's box, let's size that box. Ultimately, the AI market currently is valued at hundred billion U.S. dollars, but it's expected to grow twentyfold by twenty thirty, nearly two trillion U.S. dollars. And it makes sense. Everybody is talking about it. And with that, let's get into it. It's a little bit of shake and then fake. Shake and fake. That's our big time. Get used to hearing it. H2O versus Observe. What's it going to be, V? I'm taking Observe AI. I love that for you. And you know what is funny? We're talking about so many brands today on the show that nobody's heard about because this industry is absolutely exploding. Let's play a clip just to set the stage. And this is one of the co-founders of OpenAI, the president of OpenAI at a recent TED event and his talking points on AI. Like if you look at the whole history of computing, this is a industry-wide or even like sort of just almost like a human development of technology-wide shift. And the more that you sort of don't put together the pieces that are there, right? We're still making the faster computers, we're still improving the algorithms, like all these things, they are happening. And if you don't put them together, you get an overhang, which means that if someone does, or you know, that that the moment that someone does manage to connect the circuit, then you suddenly have this very powerful thing, no one's had any time to adjust, like who knows what kind of safety precautions you get. The history, I think, of every technology we've developed has been you gotta do it incrementally and you gotta figure out how to manage it for each moment that you're sort of increasing it. And that sets the stage for our conversation today. Talk to me about Observe AI. So Observe AI was founded in 2017. So at the time of recording five years ago in California, their Series C funding was just $214 million in that round, which is pretty wild. Um, What they are is an AI powered customer support center technology. And what I like about this brand is a lot of people, when they talk about AI, it's about how AI is going to replace jobs. This is not about that. This is about enhancing and improving that experience, not replacing people. So they say now. So they say now. Yeah. (laughs) Good point. What Observe is doing is just applying the power of artificial intelligence and data analytics to provide real time feedback. Instead of 
of having your manager listen in on a call, i.e. over your shoulder, mm. telling you immediately who, who loves real-time feedback. You love it for your career, but it's not enjoyable in the moment. You now have an objective party that is an artificial intelligence, which is monitoring and providing you feedback. And then you can focus on other things with your manager that aren't them listening in on your conversations and telling you where you could have done a better job. Mm. All of this is centered around providing the best customer experience. It's all about adding better value to that customer. Why are you taking H2O? I'm taking H2O because I think if we look across the entire AI space, they're doing something really interesting and innovative. They are trying to democratize access to AI. Now, when we think about democratization, we think everybody has access. No, we're talking about big brands like AT&T, ADP, PayPal, PricewaterhouseCooper, Nationwide, the list goes on, Macy's, and they have case studies all over their website. But they're trying to create infrastructure so that people can actually access it at large organizations. And I imagine over time, the size of those organizations will continue to get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller when Main Street starts deciding how they're going to use artificial intelligence. That sounds great, but what do they actually do? This is for developers this is for people at major corporations that have spheres of influence around AI. For them to be able to rent, just like an AWS hosting platform, access to these AI models mm. with one-click installs, right? Mm. So it just makes it a lot easier for you to be able to have access without contracting out to one of the huge cloud providers or huge AI providers. Well, it sounds very power to the people, so I love it. It does, and this is a company that's been involved for 10 plus years. I'm gonna play a quick clip on CNBC from the CEO. H2O.ai is an open source artificial intelligence company with customers like Wells Fargo, Booking.com. The company just secured more than $72 million in its latest round of funding led by Goldman Sachs. Sriam Bhatti is here. He is co-founder and CEO of H2O.ai. Talk a little bit, what does it mean to be an open source provider of artificial intelligence software or tools? Open source is about freedom. Yeah. So it gives the customers a lot more freedom to own their own AI. And our vision has been to try to make a, our customers, to democratize it, to make it faster, cheaper, and easier for customers to do AI. We want to reduce the cost of it so customers can, in, in this competitive market, take that to production and deploy it and change everything they do about their business. So in that video, he kind of just goes on to talk about all the different potential applications that are available to companies that have historical data sets that they just have never really been able to leverage mm. in this way. So talk to me a little more about your brand. Do we all remember how lovely customer service got during COVID? Call wait times were crazy, experiencing higher than normal ticket volume. Or the person you get on the phone is like receiving a Domino's delivery while they're talking <laughs> to you and they're like, oh, sorry, I, I can't transfer your call. I don't, I don't even know how you got to me. <laughs> The, the expectation for customer service, especially I think coming out of the pandemic, but with the rise of technology, has only gotten greater. Mm -hmm. And I brought a clip today to drive that point home from our friends at Observe. Let's play it. 
We build our AI platform that focuses on providing unparalleled agent experience to enhance every customer experience by creating agent and supervisor specific micro and macro workflows. By providing real-time coaching derived from the most accurate speech and sentiment analysis AI engine. With pace, validation, and an infinitely scalable AI platform, we have enabled a reduction in overhead costs, software spins, and decreased costs per interactions. You know what I love about every single one of these videos for all these AI startups? It's all about overhead cost. It's all about cutting costs, saving time. And a lot of people are concerned about what that means. I think at the end of the day, what we're going to find is that, yes, we'll all end up with more time. AI will come in and it will save the day. And then, uh-oh, we'll find more things to do. Yes. That it's is not going to change. What I do like about Observe AI, other than that sick beat in the background of that mm. video, that uh, made me just want to buy it and I have no use for it. They talk about this uh, rise in demand for first call resolutions. And that's in support. That's in maintenance. That's if you're calling a plumber. That's if you're having an issue with a device. Is there a rise in that? Didn't we there always is. want that? We Didn't always, we always have, want the first the calls. The data, Thomas, <laughs> the data shows it's only gotten worse. So customer demand is really leading to this extremely valid business case to adopt an AI-powered tool like this. And if we take this back to this is brand to brand, we talk a lot about the importance mm -hmm. of branding. These aren't disparate topics. We want to be thinking about in the world of B2B and B2C, client and customer satisfaction is is paramount to building brand loyalty. Everything is around a brand thinking about, let's say you have this hilarious kind of bubbly, fun, maybe a little bit like off-color brand, their website, their social media, and then something's wrong with your product, you call and the customer support person is not funny, is not bubbly, is not a little bit off-color. Or color. doesn't exist. Or also doesn't <laughs> exist. It kind of influences your perception with that brand. So again, this is offering companies the ability to let that tool manage and enhance those conversations to get to a faster resolution in real time. You know what would be awesome is if we could actually pull up the Observe AI tool right now and shadow one of those calls, but we can't. <laughs> but what we could do is hear someone give a little bit of a tour of what H2O's platform sounds like under the hood. Let's play the clip. We'll start by looking at the H2O App Store, a front end for users to browse and use AI apps to solve their specific use cases. The AI hybrid cloud runs internal to a company, allowing each organization to have their own app store with the apps most important to them. In addition to data science best practice apps curated by the H2O Kaggle Grandmaster team, the industry vertical apps built by the makers at H2O, your engineers and data scientists can build your own applications to make your company an AI company. They are so big on that. They're so big on that line. Make your company an AI company. And that in so many ways speaks to what they're trying to do. And for anybody listening, this feels kind of bleeding edge right now, but we are all going to ultimately have to make decisions around how we can incorporate AI into what we do day in and day out. And they make it easy ish. <laughs> so looking at the news right now, across the board, this is the only sector that Silicon Valley is investing in right now. So many other founders, so many other startups are stuck figuring out how to preserve their cash and figure out what's next. And Silicon Valley is sitting back and saying, wait a second, this might fundamentally change 
how we think about our investment strategy. Instead of looking for the 800-pound gorilla, future 800-pound gorilla, and investing in them and giving them millions and millions of dollars to get started, they may be giving 50000 to two people in a basement. Counterpoint to that is what you're talking about is a company becoming an AI company in the way H2O is talking about, which is leveraging AI to almost power their startup. But it is estimated that a startup that wants to develop their own large language model, the technology that underpins something like ChatGPT, it takes $500 million to launch that startup. So there is such a mismatch right now between the funds available and all of these opportunities. It's estimated there's something like, I think there's almost 50 AI startups that were launched in the past month alone, and we're just going to see more of them. That's totally true. If you want to create the next ChatGPT, huge investments. But a lot of startups are just leveraging AI tools right now and bootstrapping, and they're able to do it in a much smaller headcount. They are. Speaking of that headcount too, Forbes, uh, for the fifth year in a row, just put out their AI top 50 list. And if you look at it, the vast amount of sizes of headcounts, there is uh, Databricks on there, which employs 5,000 people. But then you have the the mid journeys where it's 12. <laughs> Very different. And one thing we want to consider when we are talking about that inflection point we're at and how new all of this is, is that you don't have people who have a 45 plus year career in AI. So when you think about the, the pool of talent that's available for these startups, uh, this is probably a career if you're in college and listening to this right now, you might want to consider finding a way to get into. So if we had to talk about any other brands, what would it be? I mean, there's so there many. There are so many. It was hard to choose. What's a handful a you'd like to just close the episode Well, I with? think a lot of people have heard of Grammarly. If you listened mm -hmm. to the last episode like you should have, you would have heard of Grammarly. Tries to uh, make your writing better. It does. As good live, as it can. Live depending grammar Depending on how checker. good your writing started, <laughs> right? Uh, well, they just launched Grammarly Go. It's currently in beta. Uh, and they basically, the way that they're promoting it is your context, your voice, your assistant. So it starts to learn your voice it can read an email thread and mm. you can say it'll it'll have an email it'll come in in your inbox let's say you're using gmail and you have the extension and it says hey here, here are three possible things we think you might want to do as a result of this email. And based on what you select and based on the data of it learning your voice, it will write you a suggested reply. And then it will tell you what tone it has. And if you say, can you make this a little more empathetic or a little bit more personable? Or if you are an executive assistant trying to capture the voice of one of your executives, you could purposely try to shift that into a tone that's more fitting for how that person actually speaks mm. So I think this is going to absolutely change the game when it comes to communication in business. And privacy, because we're giving all these yes. tools access to everything, every yes. email, everything we've ever written. Very but, true. <laughs> but people are always like, oh my God, 1984, it's never going to happen. It will happen. We're giving the robots all the information. So your takeaway is you just have to love Big Brother. It's just your business email, right? <laughs> don't use this for your personal. Don't have it write the email to grandma. <laughs> what other brands are on your mind? Well, speaking of grandma, Deep Nostalgia takes any photo, any photo of any family member ever and animates it for you. It's pretty creepy. Whoa. You should check it out. You All I'm the thinking photo. of it is... It just stares at you. It just I, looks yes, at you. Yes, I'm thinking of the old like paintings <laughs> in like a haunted movie yes. where the eyes follow that's, you. No, that's... Go to the website right now. <laughs> deep Nostalgia. It's myheritage.com forward slash Deep Nostalgia. Oh, Scooby-Doo loves this. Oh, it's so creepy. And there's so many more. Motion is an interesting one. A lot of creators, graphic designers, 
It's basically a calendar-powered AI technology that basically restructures your entire schedule. You all of a sudden get something new assigned to you with a deadline that's fast approaching. It will move your calendar around. So Whoa. project management, here we go, Whoa. making it a lot easier for you to figure out what you're doing. Flowshot.ai, it's a tool that's designed to plug in. We talked before about spreadsheets. To any spreadsheet that you have, automatically analyze it, provide all sorts of information. Notion is another note-taking tool, kind of like Grammarly, allows you all sorts of interesting, cool ways for you to organize your information. Kind of think about Trello meets Evernote, all connected together, and the list goes on. There are so many tools, whether it's video editing, sound creation, create your own royalty-free sounds. This space is just absolutely exploding. And the list does go on and on. And for so many different industries and businesses, regardless of size, there is an AI-powered tool that is applicable and you probably should check out. Mm. They're not just for these big businesses to be able to, to optimize and, and do more with their data, more with their information. And before we get to the work, which you know it's coming, Thomas mm. came to work today, I wanted to end on a video of Andrew Ang, who, for those of you who don't know, is one of the most influential voices in AI. Ran for president. Ran for president. Universal most basic people, income. So most people might know him. $4,000 a month, I believe. <laughs> He's the founder of Coursera. But what is great about this video is just kind of bringing home some of the points we talked about today. AI can change our world for good if we continue to democratize access. Let's play the clip. AI is creating tremendous wealth and will continue to create tremendous wealth. And it's only by democratizing access to AI that we can ensure that this wealth is spread far and wide across society. Hundreds of years ago, I think hardly anyone understood the impact that widespread literacy will have. Today, I think hardly anyone understands the impact that democratizing access to AI will have. Building AI systems has been out of reach for most people, but that does not have to be the case. In the coming era for AI, we'll empower everyone to build AI systems for themselves, and I think that will be an incredibly exciting future. Nice clip. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. I thought it was a good, like, it's it, perfect. it made H2O make sense. It's perfect. And I, I mean, I was like, wow, all right, this guy that I haven't thought about in a while. Yeah, he's kind of interesting. Nice talking point. Yeah. And now for something completely different. So if you had to put this to work, well, first and foremost, if you missed the last episode, I would suggest giving that a listen and starting there. For those that are caught up, we're living in an exciting time, similar to the tech cycle of the iPhone, social media, the connected web. Things are exploding. We talked about two brands that are getting huge investments from venture capital right now. And this is the hottest market. And so for Anybody listening, first and foremost, if you have not already, address your team. Talk about what it means for your brand, how you're thinking about leveraging it, and utilize and leverage that team. Leverage the insights of your entire organization at every level to think about what this might mean for the future of your brand. Host an information session. It's really important for people to see leadership leveraging and showcasing these tools and giving people a sense of security about what it means for the future. This is a moment to come together as a team as we showcase our commitments to technology and ultimately pull our chairs up for a front row seat at what the AI-powered future might look like. It's important if we have this incredible power of AI that it not be concentrated in the hands of a few and potentially lead to a world that we 
don't want. So if you had to take anything away from the show today. It's that we, the people listening right now and those that aren't, are all part of this AI journey together. We are all working through it and figuring out how our society will adapt and shape AI. Wow. I'm profound. Today. That was deep. today. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and it's done. My takeaway would be this is not a time for fear. We should be excited. Ultimately, AI is here to help. We just need to let it in. And with that, we're out, folks. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, smash the subscribe button or listen wherever you get your podcasts. We're out of here.